The book of John, John chapter number 6 this morning, John chapter number 6, and I will remind you that uh, last Sunday morning we uh, also brought the message from John chapter number 6, and we're going to look once again at the account of the feeding, the miracle as it's known by the feeding of the 5,000 with the uh, loaves and fishes. And uh, we're going to take our message from this miracle again this morning, and for the next several weeks on Sunday morning, uh, we'll bring the message from the same passage of Scripture. And so I'm going to read this morning again, verse number 5, down through verse number 14. And so follow along with me, uh, if you will, and I'll move right into the message this morning because of the things that we have to do at the end of the message. So John chapter number 6, beginning with verse number 5. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, let me remind you, last Sunday, uh, we focused on seeing things the way Jesus uh, sees them, looking through the eyes of Jesus the best we can. He saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, there's a lad here, which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? And Jesus saith, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about five thousand. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. I want us to look this morning at verse number 6. And this he said to prove him. Notice this next phrase. For he himself knew what he would do. This morning, I want to preach on this subject. He knows before you know. He knows before you know. Father, I pray this morning that you would use your word to speak to your people. May our hearts be stirred by uh, your providence. May our hearts be stirred by the thought uh, of just how magnificent and mighty that you are. And Father, I pray once again, if there's one unsaved this morning, whether they're in the building, uh, watching by way of live stream or listening some other way, Father, may... Uh, they realize their need of salvation. And Father, those with burdens this morning and those uh, who are facing obstacles, may we all be reminded that as we seek to do your will, as we seek to please you, uh, there are things that we do not know. But may this morning, may we be reminded that uh, there's nothing that you do not know. Uh, you already know the answer. You already know the solution. And Father, I pray that you would meet with us this morning. For it's Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Of course, we... Spent a little time last week being reminded of uh, what is taking place here and how the Lord is going to use what a lad offers. The people had uh, followed Christ. They uh, were listening to his teaching. They had made no preservation because when they had heard that Jesus was close by, they dropped what they were doing to go here and to see for themselves uh, what Jesus was all about. Jesus being aware of the needs they have, not just their spiritual needs, but their physical needs as well, 
uh, stops and takes the time to feed them. Ultimately, we know that Jesus is going to take the five loaves, the two fishes, and he's going to feed in excess of 5,000 people. Uh, what he does is multiply it as only he can. But th this morning, I want us to focus towards the beginning of the story once again. In verse number 6, after he asked the question in verse number 5, uh, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? The Lord was not asking the question because he didn't know the answer. He often asked the question because it's a uh, great way for a master teacher, if you will, to provoke the thinking of uh, his students, in this case, his disciples. Well, look at all these people. Where are we going to get bread? This was not revealing the inadequacy of the Lord because he has no inadequacies. It is going to put the focus on the fact that in verse number 6, for he himself knew what he would do. Have you ever faced a situation in life where you said to yourself, I don't know what I'm going to do, or I don't know how we're going to do this? It's no secret that we are beginning the next chapter of the Emmanuel Baptist Church through this campaign, and we're going to step out by faith to try and accomplish something for the Lord. And maybe when you saw what was revealed last week, how in the world are we going to do that? Pastor, I bet you don't even know how we're going to do it. Well, can I help you this morning? I don't have to know how we're going to do it because he already knows how we're going to do it. I want to make this statement to you this morning. While you're trying to figure it out, he already has it figured out. Uh, you may be facing something that is very personal to you this morning. And you may be trying to figure out how you're going to get through it or figure out how you're going to survive it or figure out how you're going to deal with it. Or, or what are we going to do in, <coughs> as a church with the things that we deal with? Are you in your home and your family? I've got to figure this out. Let me help you this morning. While you're trying to figure it out, God's already got it figured out. Some of you are looking at your future and uh, what does my future hold? And what is God's will for my life? And how am I going to accomplish what? How am I going to use this life as we've, we've looked in Sunday school as being a good manager, a steward of the one life that God has given us? While you're trying to figure it out, let me, let me help you this morning. Let me remind you, he's already got it figured out. Uh, he, he asked this question. He knew what he was going to do. He was going to prove those disciples, and we'll look at that in a different week, uh, but he, know, he knew before they knew. Now, if we were to fast forward through this story and get to the end of the story, those disciples found out. Those disciples saw and were a part of what Jesus did. But at the beginning, they didn't know what he was going to do. But the Lord knew what he was going to do. Friend, there is a security in knowing who God is. There is a security in knowing that God knows. Christian, there will be a lot less frustration in our life if we get to this place, I don't have to know because God knows. I don't have to figure it out because God's got it figured out. I've just got to follow as he leads me. I've got to uh, act when he prompts me. I don't have to know all the answers. And there's a lot of Christians who stay frustrated at God when we have no right to be frustrated at God, and it's simply because I want to know, and, and it comes from, if, you, if I can say it like this, 
Not necessarily a bad place because I want to know how to respond. I don't want to know what to do. I want to know what the next answer is. And friend, we don't have to know all, all that God's going to do. We just got to know that he's got to figure it out. I want to point some things out in this story this morning. And this will be a little bit of a survey of, of the miracle this morning, but I want you to look at it from the context of Jesus asking the question when he saw the problem. There was a problem, and let me just clarify. It was a problem for the disciples to feed them. It was no problem for the Lord. And you and I, we see a problem. You understand something? God's never seen a problem. God's never had an obstacle. God's never looked at anything and said, oh, I, I, I'm really going to have to work this out. There's no obstacle. He already sees the end. He already knows what he's going to do. You may need a miracle today. You may not know where it's going to come from, but might I tell you, God does. He's already, he already knows what he's going to do. How much insecurity do we have as people? Now look at this crowd this morning. And there might be one in here who says, I have no insecurities. Yeah, you do. We all do because we're flesh. We all have a limit in our wisdom. We all have a limit in our ability. Uh, we, we are not infinite. We are finite creatures. And, and we have a God who, who knows what he is going to do. While we try and figure it out, God's already got it figured out. It, it's been, it had been interesting the last several months, politically, what's going on in our world. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Who's going to do what? What's going to, how things going to take place? How does this relate in, in, when it comes to prophecy? How does it relate when it comes to what the Bible says is going to take place? Whether, whether the Bible tells us there's going to be a one-world governor. The Bible tells us there's going to be this. We can talk about it. I don't think there's anything wrong with talking about it. But can I tell you something? God already knows. He already knows how it's going to all work out. Let's look at several things this morning. Let me say, first of all, number one, uh, he saw the multitudes. This is important as we look at the context of he knew before, he knows before you know, he knew before the disciples knew. Uh, let's not lose the fact that he saw the need. And sometimes we go to the Lord and say, Lord, I need to remind you. Uh, the Lord knows. He realizes the inadequacy in us before we realize our own inadequacies. He knows there are individuals in this room, you're going to face something in 2021 you did not anticipate, but let me, you're going to be surprised by it, but God's not surprised by it. God knows it. That's why you and I must be in a habit of living uh, dependent on Him day after day after day. When we have excess, we need to depend on Him because the time's coming when we're not going to have enough and we need Him. We have strength, we need to depend on Him. Because it'll be in the habit when we don't have the strength that we need. And when we see the problem, God has already seen it. When we see the obstacle, God has already seen it. I remind you of what we looked at last week in verse number 4. When Jesus then lifted up His eyes and saw a great company come unto Him. He saith unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? I don't, I don't think at this point Philip under, understood what that great company, the, the, the need that that company had. But Jesus saw the multitude. He was aware of the multitudes. I remind you what I mentioned last week with the, with the multitude, he was aware of the individual. 
He was aware of what every person was thinking. He was aware of what every person's burden was. He was aware of what everybody need, everybody's need was. Sometimes we make the mistake of thinking that we are insignificant because we don't think our need measures up to somebody else's need. But let me tell you, God looks at every need that you and I have, and it's important to Him. It's important to Him because you're important to Him. He sees the multitudes. He sees this world, and He understands the need that this world has. He sees the need in the multitude. He is aware of the problem. Sometimes we look at big problems and say, well, Pastor, I understand what we're trying to do, but this is just big. You think anything's too big for God? Pastor, I understand that preaching is good for those that don't have the problem I have. Oh, I know your problem is so big that the God who spoke everything into existence can't solve your problem or at the very least can't give you the strength to carry your burden. He is aware of the needs. He sees the need. I move very quickly to, to, to statement number two this morning. Uh, let's read in verse number seven. I find it an interesting question that he asked him in verse number five. Don't miss this. When shall we buy bread that these may eat? Those of you that were able to go to Israel this past year, they took us somewhere in the vicinity. Jesus did this miracle uh, because they don't know exactly uh, there was nobody there to tag it on Instagram that this is where that took place. But somewhere in these mountains he fed, and even today, it is on the outside of town. It's in a wilderness area. And if you can picture this, and verse number 6 tells us that when he went over the Sea of Galilee, he's on that hillside on the other side. There's, there, there, there's, no, there's no village there. There's, there's no place to get food. And we know there's at least 5,000 men plus the women and children that were there. That mass of people, as he sees them, is, hey, Philip, where are we going to buy food for all these people? I imagine in the mind of Philip, it began to race. That's a good question. We'll probably look at this more in the future weeks, but... He asked me this question, does that mean I'm supposed to solve it? What am I supposed to do with it? We find in verse number 7, we already know because verse 6 tells us that Jesus already knew what he was going to do, but verse 7, Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them. Philip goes into panic mode. 200 penny worth of bread may not sound like much to you and to me. But it was about a year's salary. He responds, What are we going to do? It's not sufficient for them that every one of them may take it, even if that's just a little. The second statement is this He knew the disciples did not have enough, but he knew that they had, had him. When Jesus asked that question, it was not so Philip could solve it. It was to remind them that they did not have enough, but also to remind them that as long as they had Him, they had enough. And friend, you may not feel like you have enough to get through the day, but you don't have to have enough if you have the Lord. 
We, we see the vision and we see what Jesus tells us in his word. Go and win the world and, and, and be that light to the world that we may look around at our, our meager ability and say, Pastor, we don't have enough, but let me remind you, we don't have to have enough if we have him. And might I say this morning, we have him. He's very real. He's very present. And we have him in our midst. He knew the disciples did not have enough. But he knew they had him. Jesus, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient. What are we going to do? A year's salary wouldn't feed all these people. Uh, Philip responded like maybe somebody responds, how in the world? If we put a year's salary salary together, we couldn't build all the buildings pastor wants to build. By your response, some of you have actually had that conversation. And it's true. Um, I find something very interesting in this exchange with the Lord and Philip. Um, The disciples were dramatic also. We get dramatic, don't we? Philip was a little dramatic. 200 pennies. If I, if I had a whole year's salary, I couldn't feed them. The Lord is asking me. I mean, ask John. Ask, ask Peter. He's asking me if I gave my whole salary. The Lord wasn't asking him to give his whole salary. The Lord was simply reminding him that he could not feed them. He could not provide for them. But the Lord reminded them, Philip, in this conversation specifically, that he didn't have enough because he was also revealing in your inadequacy, Philip, you don't have to have enough because you have me. I don't know if you ever feel this way, but do you ever feel inadequate as a Christian? You feel like you just don't have enough? to do what it is that this book asks us, requires of us. Can, can I help, help us this morning? There's a reason why you feel that way. Because you and I, we don't have enough. But let me tell you who we do have. We have Jesus. And friend, man is not naturally good. Man is not naturally right. Man does not naturally want the things that would be pleasing to God. But let me tell you, why you and I can please Him, you and I do have enough. It's not because of our own ability. And often God will remind us of our inability. When we start to feel self-sufficient, God allows things to come along to remind us we're not enough. Oh, one of the things that I hope we've already seen from 2020 and 2021 is that when we're just we're coasting right along and everything seems to be going well, we don't have enough. We have a God who's more than enough. And friend, this morning, this world may be inadequate. You and I may be inadequate. But the Lord wants to remind you and I today that He's all we need. They didn't need a market on that hillside. They had Jesus. Might I say to you and I this morning, no matter what you're facing in your life today, you don't have to have what you think you have to have. 
Mom and dad, you don't have to have what you think you have to have to, to rear your children that would honor and please the Lord. Hey, Christian, you don't, you don't, you don't have to have what you think you have to have to be, to be the, the right kind of Christian in this world today, to be a light in this world. You don't have to have the strength that somebody else has to carry your burden. You just have to have him. He knew the disciples didn't have enough, but he knew they had him. The drama of Philip. If I worked for a year, I couldn't feed all these people. Might I remind you that what God requires of each of us, he knows we cannot provide without him. Have you read this book lately? I trust that you have. And the more you're in it, and the more we learn about it, as we are in Sunday school going through stewardship, the more it should remind us of how inadequate we are. We, I'll remind us this morning that in the book of Acts chapter number 1, specifically verse number 8, Jesus says to those disciples before he ascends to heaven, I am commissioning you to win the world to Christ. That is an issue, that is something that's issued to you and I today as the church. God does not tell us that we should do something that he does not enable us to do. Well, pastor, come on. Are we really supposed to win the world to Christ? Well, if every local church grabbed a hold of that and depended on him, it could be done. Uh, we can't do it. What are we supposed to do? Depend on him because he can do it. There's some of you, there's things in your past that you don't think you can leave behind. I'm here to tell you this morning, you can't leave it behind. I can't tell you how many people I've counseled with and they deal with different addictions or they have something in their past they're trying to dig out of a pit, if you will, and, and say, Pastor, I just can't do it. No, you can't do it. But he can do it. and You can do it through him. But if you try and do it on your own, it's not going to happen. But if you do it with him and you follow his leading, you follow his instructions, and you depend on his strength, you can overcome anything. You can get through anything. Jesus asked the question to remind them that they were inadequate. He knew the disciples did not have enough, but they had him. Number three, this is not going to be the deepest outline you've ever heard. Third statement is this. He did not need what they thought they needed. Philip thought they needed 200 penny worth of bread. But Jesus did not need what they thought they would need. He's, uh, Philip's automatically doing what you and I would probably do. And one, two, three, four, five thousand divided by if everybody got one happy meal that would cost this and oh I'm sorry I'm sorry if everybody got one taco then it, that would cost this in 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 oh Lord if I, I took my a year's salary I couldn't feed everybody even if they got a little Jesus didn't need his salary he's gonna he's gonna point out to them and remind them that they don't have enough. I don't know if you've ever felt that way. I've, I have felt that way many times. Lord, I don't, I don't have enough for what you're... You ever know the Lord's asking something of you? You know specifically? Well, if the Bible commands that he's asking it of us, 
But the Spirit of God will work with you as an individual and you'll be like, this is what I require of you. This is what I want you to do. This is an area I want you to surrender in. And this is something that I've brought to you. It's what I've designed for you. And you say, Lord, I don't have enough. You know, sometimes he brings those things just to remind us that we are inadequate. But don't miss the statement I just made. He doesn't need you to be adequate. He doesn't need you to have what you don't have. I hope that makes sense to you this morning. Because he is everything that we need. He does not, he did not need 200 penny worth. He's going to show that. I can feed this crowd of people with five loaves and two fishes. See, Pastor, what would have happened if he'd have had four loaves and three two fishes? He, he'd have fed the crowd with four loaves. Uh, but what was provided to him, he used. In this story, don't miss this, he didn't need men with answers. Philip automatically was trying to find the right answer. You ever done that? Well, I know you have. God asked the question, like, I got to find the right answer. I got to find the right answer. Life asked the question, I got to find the right answer. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to do it? I got to find the right answer. He didn't need Philip with he didn't need a man with answers. Philip didn't have the right answer, did he? He didn't. He didn't get expelled from the group because he didn't have the right answer. Jesus did not need Philip to have the answer. Please don't miss this truth. What he needed was when Philip didn't have the answer, and Jesus said, Go find out what's here. And they surrendered to what the Lord said to do. He didn't need a man with answers. He just needed a surrendered man. And might I say to you and I today, he don't need you to have the answers for everything you face in life. He, he doesn't expect this church to have the answers for every problem this world has because Christ is the answer to every question. He just needs you and I to be surrendered to him. You don't have to have the answer. You don't have to have the why before you obey this book. Quite frankly, there's too many Christians waiting on God to explain to them why they have the burden they have, why they don't have the answer that they've been asking for, and he doesn't need you to have the answer. He just needs you to follow him. He just needs you to obey him. He just needs you to trust him. He didn't need Philip to have the answer that day. He just needed Philip to do what he told Philip to do. A lot of our frustrations would be, taken care of. A lot of our, a lot of us would see miracles that we're not seeing because we think we got to give God the answer. Imagine what would have taken place if he said, no, 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 go and find out what is here. And the disciples, they come and say, there's a lad here. What if they said, no, 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 send him away. That's not enough. I just said 200 penny worth a year's salary. Andrew, what are you doing? Five loaves, two fishes, 200 penny worth. Did, did, you, did you homeschool? Well, what's, the, what's wrong with you? Get, 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 get on the same page here. Now, if you homeschool, don't be offended by that. Uh, hey, say, what's, get on the same page here. Five loaves, two fishes, 200 penny, 10 penny worth. What is wrong? It doesn't equal out. God didn't need Philip to have answers. Christian, don't miss this. Quit searching for the answer that you'll never have. Because you can't think like God. You don't know what he knows. You just need to do what he tells you to do. He's going to put things in your life and my life. He's going to bring things in front of us as a church 
that we don't have the answer to. We don't have the ability. But friend, I'm here to encourage you this morning. You don't have to have the ability. We have him. He did not need perfect men. He did not need talented men. What Jesus didn't need that day was a, an accountant to figure up. He just needed men who would surrender to him, obey him, let him work through them to do a miracle. He doesn't need what you and I think he needs to do the miracle. And I move to number four. Please don't miss this. He required faith of the disciples to meet the needs of the multitudes. He required faith. It took faith to bring that lad to Jesus. You know, if those disciples were like the average Christian, the average Baptist today, when they discovered that lad with the five loaves and the two fishes, they would have got a little committee meeting together. And they amongst themselves would have determined, we shouldn't even bother the Lord with this lad. Because by our calculations, five loaves and two fishes isn't going to work. And I wonder how many times churches have not seen miracles. I wonder how many times Christians have not seen miracles because they decided themselves that five loaves and two fishes would never do what needs to be done. I wonder how many young men and young ladies never stepped out by faith and God did a great work in their life and God used their life in a great way because they evaluated their talents, they evaluated their situation. They evaluated what they had and they didn't have, and they determined that it was not, it was not enough to meet the, the, what was the criteria for providing the miracle. I wonder how many cities have never been affected by the, for the cause of Christ because the vision that God puts in front of his church, the, the people get together and say amongst themselves, well, this is what we have. It certainly isn't enough to do what God wants us to do. Frank, you and I don't have enough to do what God asks of us to do. You don't have enough strength. You don't have enough wisdom. We don't have enough resources. God never asked us to solve the problem. God never asked us to figure it all out. God never asked us to pull our resources and make it be enough. And that's when we step out by faith. How many churches have shriveled up and died because they were waiting till they had enough to obey the Lord? They had enough to step out by faith. How many individuals never saw the will of God fulfilled in their life because they determined that they didn't have what it took, they didn't have the, the background that is needed, and they had the past that they could never get away from. When you and I need to be reminded, he didn't need the disciples to solve the problem. He wanted their faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. You and I have a choice to make. Whenever we face something bigger than us, do we 
trust God enough to step out by faith? Or do we take a survey? Do we evaluate? Well, Peter being the smart one, I guess, or Philip being the one he's already figured a lot of it out, Philip's already figured out that it's going to take a year's salary to feed these people. Now let's go find out if we can come up with a year's salary. And then if we can come up with a year's salary amongst us, then we can feed everybody. There's a bigger problem. If they could have come up with a year's salary in that crowd, then they would have had to leave there they would have had to go and find that much food, purchase that much food. They're in the wilderness and bring it back and hope everybody hasn't passed out from starvation before they get back. But no, that's not what the Lord wanted. The Lord wanted you to bring, wanted, brought to him what was there and he would immediately bless it. He would immediately break it because he was going to meet the need on that day in that hour. And friend, you and I, life is too short, eternity is too real for you and I to evaluate what we think God needs to do what God has told us to do and, and pull together and say, we got to have this and this, and then when we have it, we're going to step forward. You, you, young, you, you teenagers and you young people, you're waiting on God to show you what he's going to use you in your life. Don't evaluate what you have and you don't have. If God has given you instruction, don't wait till you're ready. Don't wait till you know you have the means. Do what God has instructed you to do. Every one of us, God asks things of us, and you and I don't have what it takes. Friend, If you, I can tell you as your pastor, I do not have what it takes to stand and preach the word of God. I just know that God has said, stand and preach the word of God, and I've got to depend on God, and I've got to trust God. And as I look at the crowd today in this church that we have, there are things that God wants us to do. And if we wait until we determine, until we determine, well, I just had this thought come to my head. Part of the reason why we've been on a journey that we've had because we had some opposition in the past. And because what God's vision didn't filter through what an MBA said it should be, what an accountant said it should be, we're not going to do it. Friend, God doesn't work that way. God, God says do it, you provide what you have, and I'll make it work. He required faith. Faith. I remind us this morning that faith is how we please God. Our faith now decides the future of more than just you and I. You know, to every man, to every father, to every head of household, when you decide to get saved, it affected everybody in your home. When you decide to serve, it affects everybody around you. When you decide to live by faith, it affects your family. You know, as a church, we leave here today and we go home. If my memory serves me correctly, we're going to go home to five different counties. Our church membership comes from. We're going to 
leave and go to different neighborhoods. Tomorrow, we're all going to go to different jobs. The effect that you and I, we can have as a church is greater than you and I even possibly can understand. But the we can affect neighborhoods, communities, our city. Pastor, do you know something we don't know? Do you have resources we don't, have, we don't know about? No, you and I could never put enough of our resources together. You and I and ourselves could never be good enough, could never have what it takes to make the kind of impact God wants us to have. Friend, I got good news for us this morning. God doesn't expect us to give what we don't have. God doesn't want us to be something that we're not capable of being. But with Him, we can do more than we ever think we could do. How much more? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the equivalent of five loaves and two fishes feeding 5,000 people. You don't know how much that little seed of faith God can take and God can use it. And friend, in your own life today, you don't know how it's going to all work out. You don't know how you're going to get to the end. Can I tell you this morning? You don't have to know because he knows. You've got to just move by faith and you've got to just trust him. You've got to move forward and God will take care and meet the need. And when Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? This he said to prove him. For he himself knew what he would do. What's the question that's come to your mind? Well, how are we going to do this? Let's not be dramatic. He wasn't so dramatic that he wasn't that far, he wasn't that far off in his calculations. A year's salary. Well, let's not here, let's just go home. And quite frankly, the sentiment of a lot of Christians today around our nation and around our world is things are just so bad. Oh, Lord, please come to take us out of here. I'm ready for the Lord to come. But until He does, I'm not discouraged. I'm not depressed. We don't, have, we don't have what it takes. God's people have never had what the world would say is enough. But as long as we have Him, we have enough. You know what's better than in the context of this story? You know what was better than there being a Walmart super center out on that hillside? Having Jesus. You know what was better than if everybody had packed a lunch that day? Having Jesus. Because if you have Him, you've got everything. Let's put less focus on what we don't have and more focus on who we do have. And as long as we have Jesus, I don't have to have the answer to the question. 
Jesus asked the question so that we are reminded we don't have enough. We have Jesus, faith. Where are you not moving in your life because of your lack of faith? Today, let's address the faith. Father, I pray that.